0: Quick disclaimer before we get started here, uh, I experienced some audio issues at the beginning. Miles sounds great throughout the whole thing, um, but and mine picks up as we go along, but at the beginning it's just a little shoddy, uh, so please bear with us, uh, it'll be better going forward. Thank you. What's up everybody, welcome back to The Catch. We got an awesome episode for you guys today, I'm really excited for everybody to hear it. Uh, we start off today's episode talking about a variety of things from golf to pickleball to hot versus coffee. Uh, We then get into some NBA in-season tournament stuff and do a little breakdown on that after that news drops. Um, And then we wrap up with some NBA Summer League talk. Enjoy. To start today, some quick housekeeping, Um, some stuff we had mentioned at the end of last episode that I just wanted to get out of the way at the beginning of this one. Uh, It'd mean a lot if you guys could follow us on social media, mainly Instagram, uh, our handles, Podcast one We're just under 60 followers right now. You know, I got to start somewhere, but we're looking to get to 100 and keep growing from there. So if you could help us get to 100 followers on there, that'd be great. Share it on your story, share it with your friends, whatever it is, Um, and then if you could like and follow our page or uh, our podcast rather on apple podcast spotify however you consume podcasts uh that would be greatly appreciated um and also uh mailbag so we want to run a mailbag here i mentioned it at the end of last episode we wanted to mention it here uh if you had any suggestions for us anything you want us to listen to keep an eye out for watch whatever it may be if you have any questions. Um, Pertaining, you know, anything sports wise, non sports wise, whatever it may be, suggestions, you know, we'll read them on the show, shout you out, um, all that good stuff. So the, the mailbag email is the catch show one at gmail com. So send those in. So now that the housekeeping's out of the way, we'll get started. Anything new and exciting going on? Um,
1: nothing, nothing too new from uh, from last week. Still, still trying to catch up and keep up with my Sopranos. Um, musically not too not too much different um I will say though since you just mentioned you know um reaching out and and, and sharing feedback and and all that stuff I'm a big music person so for anybody who does care enough to send any song suggestions um please do that I'll definitely listen I'm open to anything really I'm, I'm a hip hop person as I'm sure most would figure but I do listen to anything um Except maybe like some heavy metal, you could probably don't waste your time on that. But otherwise I'll definitely check out any song suggestions that anybody wants to wants to share. So, um definitely do that, but otherwise not too much new going on with me. What about you? How was your fourth of July?
0: It was pretty good. Yeah, good play. I got I got to play uh, eighteen holes that day. I've actually been playing a lot of golf, which I you know, I kinda always played like here and there a few times a year, but this is the first year that I've like really dove into it. I've played I think like sixteen Damn! Like, I am getting better, believe it or not. My scores won't reflect that yet because I'm still super inconsistent, but I have my good holds and bad holds. But I think eventually, now that I'm like more into it, my scores will start to reflect that.
1: As a beginner, I don't think you should be worried about the score. You, well, sh- you should sure. just... Yeah, I think you should be able to recognize, because obviously I'm a beginner as well, but you should just be able to recognize the improvements you're making with of your actual play rather than the score because that's, that's the biggest thing for me. Like I've I'm still not good at all. But from when I first started playing, which was only two years ago to now, my score is probably essentially the same, but I can just tell by my play that I've got I've made progress in that regard. Little I stuff, actually man. had
0: a uh, a thought the other day, actually when I was playing on the fourth, I played a couple of times since then, but on the fourth specifically. Like it was I don't know what happened in New York in the last couple of weeks, but it's turned into like Florida. Like the humidity is disgusting.
1: Oh, and same it's here.
0: Like, absurdly hot and like raining all the time. And Although I enjoyed myself playing, like, it was so hot that it was, like, super uncomfortable. And I think that, at least for, like, people like us that aren't creative people, they're just playing for fun. Like, if, if you're, like, a fucking PGA pro, it's different. But for just, like, average people that are golfing, I think the golf courses need to do a better job on, like, finishing up the back nine. So I feel like by the end of the round, if your score is not great, or even if your score is okay, like, you're just so, like, it, it is tiring. Like, you're mm-hmm. so worn out. If it's a hot summer day, by the last couple of holes, you're kind of just mailing it in, like, ready to go home. I feel like that every course... there, Like, there should be no par fives. on I was about to say, yeah, days. you're
1: always down for, like, three of them on the back.
0: I think, I think that the 18th hole at every course should have, like, a gimmick. Like, you know how, like, at a mini golf course, like, you hit into <laughs> a client's mouth to try to get a free round or something or, like to drag his ass or whatever it is? Like, I think that every... Like the 18th hole should be the most fun hole at every course. Like you should try to be hitting. It should be like a par three onto like an onto like an island that has like a moat or something like that. Like they need to make it <laughs> the most fun hole on the course so that you're like looking forward to so like right, I'm ready for 18. Like it's gonna be a fun hole. Not like oh shit, I'm playing a shitty round. It's 100 degrees out. I'm sweating my ass off, and now I gotta finish up on this par five. I, I feel like there's a better way to, to finish rounds.
1: Definitely, but I also think you only have this perspective because by the what is it say, fourteenth, fifteenth hole, you've lost you probably played so horribly that you just have no desire to even continue. So well, this this like is it. from the yeah. <laughs> but I think like even when if we, I was when, we, better, when we when we when we upright game we'll think we'll think differently, but I like I like even the if idea I was truthfully.
0: better unless I'm going for like a personal record or something, like I would still be like, Alright, it's fucking hot. I'm ready to mail it in. Just the food just some food for thought for golf courses
1: out there. Um I, oddly enough, I've I've hit I've probably um gotten par on a hole I uh, would we'll just say like five times. I, I really don't know. It's it's a low number. Two of those times have been on the eighteenth hole though, um when I played. Yeah. Well So maybe something maybe, something about the eighteenth ser- serves me problem. well.
0: Have you uh Switching off from golf, have you ever, have you played pickleball? No. No? It's, it, dude, it's awesome. you yeah, actually I played? It. Yeah, I started playing, uh, I don't know, a couple of weeks ago. I played, I mean, I haven't played much. I've only played like a handful of times, but uh, me and my girlfriend went and got a yesterday.
1: Oh, so you like played. playing in the yard?
0: No, it's it on, it's on a, uh, it, it's like on a tennis court. Like it's a smaller court, so like lines are painted differently. But it's like it it's basically tennis with like a wiffle ball and like a paddle instead of a racket.
1: I've seen it so like but like where do you play pickleball? Like where does one find a pickleball court?
0: Like a like up anywhere there's a really anywhere there's a tennis court, there's probably pickleball lines on there. Or like specifically. Like probably any court. Like there's like a camp. There's like an old camp that they turned into a park by me that they have courts that I would play at. And then this morning, I played at, like, a, like the elementary school I went to, like, a, the, court, the tennis court outside. They had pickleball lines on there. It's so a it's like,
1: cool game. No, wait, hold on. My question is, like, is, are the pickleball lines, are these something that they've put on recently? Or, like, do most tennis courts already have them on there? Because I've, I've seen plenty of tennis courts in my life. I don't think I've ever seen a pickleball uh, formation on there.
0: I can't say for sure because I never played tennis, even though I've always wanted to. But I feel like it's kind of a – like, pickleball is blowing up right now. I guess it's yeah, been no. for a little bit now, but I feel like it's really blowing up now. It's made uh, so on probably, ESPN. It's probably a new thing. Is it on ESPN? I didn't see that.
1: Oh, yeah, I've watched it on ESPN a couple times.
0: But pickleball is pretty cool because, like, pretty much anyone of any age can play it. So, like, no matter who you're with, you can kind of play, you know what I mean? Because it's like you can, like, obviously, if you're actually good, like, you can put spin on it and, like, you can still hit it hard, but it's like a wiffle ball. So it's like. It's not aero It's not as like aerodynamic as a tennis ball. You're not hitting that thing 130 miles. Away. Yeah. So like anybody could really play. But no, it's definitely an awesome game. And it's like you do have to be like sneaky athletic though, kind of like tennis. <laughs> like I was watching Wimbledon yesterday, and some of the shit just. I never really watched that much tennis, but I was just kind of bored. And like there was a Eubank. I forgot his first name. Eubanks, uh, an American guy in the round is sixteen at Wimbledon, he beat the fifth ranked guy in the world Greece. And he was eventually yeah. unranked. And he I mean, the shit those guys did was just like holy shit. Like this might seem like something like small and dumb but these guys are able to hold they hold two tennis balls in their hand and then who's ever like working and then on the court or whatever will bounce them a third ball, and they're able to catch a third ball in that same hand that they're holding two balls in, like, off the bounce every time. Well, as they're, like, trying to decide which one they want to serve, then they'll throw one back, put one in their pocket, <laughs> and serve the other one. Like, is like a – that just seems like such a – it just seems like such a small, like, dumb thing, but imagine being able to hold two tennis balls in your hand and catch a third one off a bounce in that same hand every time
1: both like well i guess physics tells me that that shouldn't be possible
0: like the, the hand-eye coordination of these people are like obviously like it's a different type of athleticism like it's not like an nba or nfl player where you got to be like super strong and super fast it's more of like yeah. a lateral quickness and like change of direction change of pace and like hand-eye coordination but the coordination and the like 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 just like the lateral quickness is absurd and like these guys can hit the ball
1: 140 miles an hour yeah, I've tried getting into tennis before. Obviously, looks easier than uh, than in, in actuality, but
0: yeah, I'm not, I, mean, I'm I'm not well, really, I definitely got to give it a try. I'm not really a tennis. I'm not going to pretend I'm a tennis fan, but I mean it was it was pretty cool to see uh, someone Wimbledon yesterday. Um, the only other thing I've really been consuming was I've been watching Secret Invasion. It's like the a new Marvel no. television series on Disney Plus. I don't know if you've heard anything about like the Marvel television series. They've been like hit or miss. There's been a couple good ones, a couple not so good ones. The Marvel know, not exactly where it used to be. I still really enjoy it though. But I think this one, I know, I've heard a lot of people that are kind of like disappointed by it. But it's with it's with Sam Jackson. Like he's the main guy, Nick Fury. But I think, like, just having him alone, like, he can kind of carry a show better than some of the other characters I have. So, just by, like, that logic, it's pretty good. Um, it, it's been kind of slow at points, but it has some problems. That's all i really say about that. Not really too deep there.
1: Is there any um, superheroes in there that I would recognize, that I would know? Do well, you, know,
0: you, you know Nick Fury? Like, Sam Jackson character with the iPad? No, nah.
1: no. Nah. Oh, oh, oh uh he has he been, been in like comics yeah he's he's in he's oh in wait was he avengers was he, yeah, he was he was in the uh end game right
0: yeah he was yeah he was in all he's in all the avengers movies
1: okay but considering that's the one i've ever seen before i, I do <laughs> recognize him i do recognize him from that from that yeah. one
0: and then last thing in this intro here i kind of want to talk about um so it's kind of been, you know, years long debate that us and our friends have had, but the ice ice coffee versus hot coffee debate.
1: <laughs> oh my gosh. So
0: I went to Connecticut this weekend to visit our <laughs> our pals Gianni and Martin. Shout out! Um, <laughs> we, you know, hanging hey, yeah, out. We played we we played eighteen Sunday morning. Yeah, you know, tea time, we had like time. We're seven thirty. And the night before, we were talking about stopping to get breakfast in the morning before right the round. Jokingly asking Gianni, get Talking, like, no, I see He's always getting um, which like in a really hot summer's day that is probably the move but marty Certainly. said something shout out marty <laughs> said something that that really stuck with me in, in this debate so he said that when you want to get stuff done you drink a hot coffee and when you want to enjoy it you drink mm. ice coffee. which is like, like i feel like if you're sitting down trying to get some work done or whatever like you're drinking a hot coffee, you're working from home or whatever you're doing. You're drink, you're you're brewing a whatever you got a Keurig or whatever. You're brewing a, a cup of coffee. A hot coffee. But if you're like out and about, maybe running some errands, you got a coffee in your car. You're probably grabbing all this coffee, which I feel like that is a really, that was a really uh, good point he made. I never really thought
1: of it. It no, it it is it is for sure. But I'm big on the outdoor elements as well. So if you are oh, gonna definitely. be. Yeah, if you are going to be out and about doing your thing, if it's below, you might you might think differently. I, I I don't I don't function well in the cold. I'm not a I'm not a winter person. I'm not a cold person at all. So I would just say anything below like fifty degrees, you probably need a hot coffee.
0: I feel like that's this is more of a summer rule almost. Like it, it that that should be the logic. Like, if it's the summer, like, yeah, you're out and about, grab a iced coffee. You're doing work, grab a hot coffee. But in the winter, it should pretty much exclusively be hot coffee. Especially if you're, like, for walking sure. around with this thing. If you're able to, like, sit down, put it down, whatever. But if you're, like, walking around with this thing, like, you can't have a iced coffee in your hand when your hand's like, freezing off.
1: You know what I mean? Yeah. No, for sure. I've always thought it does like, having, having an iced coffee in cold weather. I just imagine it's like detrimental things to the insides of your body. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm, I'm serious it. in saying it. I really think it yeah. does. I'm sure yeah, scientists can back me up on that, but no, for, uh, yeah, hundred percent. hundred percent.
0: Just a little shout out to Marty there for for that insight. Um, but we'll take a little break here. When we get back, we're going to talk about some of the, uh, the news that came out about the NBA in season tournament. All right, so a couple of days ago, the NBA officially announced their uh, in-season tournament and, like, kind of the format and rules of everything that was going to go down. This is something that they had kind of talked about already, so we kind of knew it was coming. They just kind of went into more detail, so to, just to kind of go over some of that. Well, before we get into any of it, what we were, like... Initial thoughts like before we even talk about anything, like how it's gonna be. If you just hear, oh, the NBA is gonna do an in season tournament, what are your like initial thoughts in that? Like mean, for or
1: against it, what do you think? Initially I just hearing it without understanding the details, I was like, This is a horrible idea because um the last thing you want is to I know the last thing that fans want and I guess players too is to have to play additional games. But seeing that this is incorporated already with an eighty two game schedule, um A bit more open to it, but I'll just leave it at that for now. We'll we'll get deeper into it, but yeah, initially I was like, that's a horrible idea. Just with, um, again thinking that it was gonna add additional games onto the season.
0: I think I think naturally as a big sports fan, like whatever your sport is, if you've been watching it for a while, um, even as like younger guys, like I feel like you're just kind of naturally inclined to be like against change in your sport because you like you love it for a reason. You don't want to change. I feel like you see this more in like. Even older people, but even for like people our age, uh, I'm a big baseball fan. I know, like at first with the pitch clock, I was like, "That's so dumb! They should not be doing this." And then, literally within a couple weeks of the season, you're like this is awesome. And I think that yeah. there's been so many changes in sports in the last couple of years. Or honestly, always like sports are always changing. You know what I mean? And like at first, I feel like it's always met with like it's it's kind of pushed back upon, and it's met with like people not liking it, but even if you think about it, like, before our time, but, like, when they added the three-point line in the NBA, I'm sure people were like, oh, that's so dumb. Yeah. And, like, they changed, like, the defense rules a couple of times, and I'm sure people were always like, oh, that's so dumb. And, like, changing, like, shot clock rules and stuff like that. I'm sure people were like, oh, that's so dumb. And even even in the NFL, like, there's seven playoff teams now. A couple of years ago, that there was six. I'm sure that was met with, like, oh, like, why are we changing in? like, all the different wild cards be. Like, back in the day in baseball, it was like you had to – the best team in the AL played the best team in the NL. That was the World Series. You know, there was no playoffs. Like if you had the best mm-hmm. record, you played the team in the other league with the best record, and they added playoffs. That was wild. Players. And, like, it's just – oh, my point is it's just always changing and adapting. So I think, like, at first, stuff's always going to be met with, like, a little pushback. But I think in the long run, this is going to pay off. That was my initial thoughts. But um to kind of getting into a little bit. I was so, going to
1: add – I was going to add real yeah. quick just to your point – even when they um, had introduced the play, in I, I kind of hated the idea, and I still wasn't, yeah, I, was I still, yeah. yeah, I'm not a, uh, I was still wasn't a huge fan of it, um, but the play in allowed a team like the Heat this year to, again, go from a play in team to in the finals. So,
0: yeah, that's a great point. I didn't even think about. Like, I remember LeBron was saying, like, oh, I remember when it first happened. He said, like, whoever came up with this should be fired. It was the play in. <laughs> and like, yeah, I mean, it's still not perfect, but like, I feel like a few years from now, it's going to seem so like second nature. that it's not going to be something like yeah. you're thinking about it even being new once we're used to it. And like, definitely, it's kind of like something I'll get into a little more as we talk about the in-season tournament. But it does add something for, for like teams that aren't necessarily in contention to win a championship. I think you see this more like the NBA is more of a national sport. Where like baseball is more of like a local sport, like there's a lot of baseball fans that like you're just following your team. So like I'm a Yankees fan, like all I like baseball, so like I'll watch I'll watch a lot more baseball. But I feel like if you're in a smaller market, like if you're like a Milwaukee Brewers fan, like there's diehard Milwaukee Brewers fans that probably don't watch the rest of the league. But like whereas like the NFL, like any game on a Sunday, most people are going to watch yeah, a sports. Like NBA games, like there's national games all the time. Like you'll. At least me, like, I'll watch national NBA games, like, no matter who's playing it. Yeah. the so baseball is definitely more local. But, like, the NBA, if you're I- – I wanted to mention this later with the in-season thing, but I'll talk about it now. Like, if you're, like, the Thunder, like, a young and exciting team that might be, like, a few years away from really contending for a title, like, things like the play and things like this in-season tournament, like, that could be sick for you if you're a fan. But, like, the Magic, even. Like, the Magic have good young pieces – maybe they'll be in the play-in this year, maybe be able to get in the playoffs, maybe not, who knows. But, like, they're definitely not going to be contending for a championship. But, like, they, they might – they could win the in-season tournament. Like, they have enough talent and young guys. Like, the teams that are really contending, they may not take this as seriously. So, like, it's a good outlet for teams like that and for fan bases like that. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah.
0: Um, so, the in-season tournament is going to be held from November 3rd to December 9th, and it will consist of two stages uh, – it's kind of like a World Cup soccer type of vibe. It's kind of what I got from it. Yeah, so that's how I've heard the, it compared to. Yeah, so it's going to start with group play. So the 30 teams are split into into groups of five, so six groups of five based on conference. Um, so there's three groups of five in each conference. So it's based off of um, their, uh, their uh, record from this previous season, the 22-23 season. So in the West – Group A is the Grizzlies, the Suns, the Lakers, the Jazz, and the Blazers, which, like, that's, like, kind of cool, like, the Suns, the Lakers, and the Grizzlies, like, they're kind of championship contenders, like, they may not take this as serious, but, like, a team like the Jazz that were, like, that surprised people last year, like, that's something cool for them that may, like, may make a push for like, maybe win in season tournament, like, that'd be pretty cool. Um, So that was Group A, Group B is the Nuggets, the Clippers, the Pelicans, the Mavs, and the Rockets see is the Kings, the Warriors, the Timberwolves, the Thunder, the Spurs, and then the East. got the Sixers, the Cavs, the Hawks, the Pacers, and the Pistons. You like the Sixers to come out of Group A there. Uh
1: they're definitely the best team, I would imagine. Yeah. Only per only yeah. team compete I mean, at the moment, only team I can see competing with them is the uh is the Cavs, but we I mean we don't care about the end season tournament. Oh that might be the only championship we win, so maybe I'll show a, <laughs> a bit more about it, but <laughs> Then
0: Group B in the East is the Bucks, the Knicks, the Heat, the Wizards, and the Hornets. Um, so if the Knicks win an in-season tournament, does that count in the championship? Like, how should that be celebrated? Like, is there going to be a parade in, um, in a city for
1: an in-season as a, as, tournament? A, oh, uh, yeah. For Knicks fans, absolutely.
0: Well, I'm saying in any city. You saw the way they were, they
1: were celebrating each win. <laughs> oh, yeah, any city? No, only in New York.
0: <laughs> I actually they they could come out of that group because... I. I can't see the Heat taking this serious at all. I think the Wizards and the Hornets stink, and the Bucks will be great, but who knows how serious they'll take it? So, Knicks at least have a puncher's chance. And then Group C is the Celtics, the Nets, the Raptors, the Bulls, and the Magic. That's the group breakdown. So the way it'll work is they'll each team is going to be playing four games. I think it was like I think I saw they're playing it on like Tuesdays, Tuesdays and Thursdays or, or Tuesdays and Fridays. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that'll just count like towards your regular season schedule or towards your regular season record. You'll play two of those games, two at home and they'll just be considered like tournament games. Um, So then based on your record in those four group games, uh, we'll determine like who goes to the knockout round. So the knockout round is the top three teams from group play. So whoever won those six groups on two wild cards, one from the East and one from the West. So that'll make out the top eight. If there's any tiebreakers. The uh, the tiebreaker is, the, fir- the first tiebreaker is head-to-head record in group stage, then point differential, total points, and then, kind of funny, your, your regular season record from last year, which is kind of funny. Um, and then random drawing. I don't know if we'll ever get to that, but that's how they'll determine the uh, the knockout round. So kind of... Kind of what I wanted, as I was saying before. Like, I think this could be cool for certain teams. Like, I don't think the Browns are going to give a shit about it. I don't think the Lakers are going to care. The Heat aren't going to care about it. You know, teams that are really like contenders, like the Warriors, aren't going to care about it. The Nuggets and the Suns and the Bucks aren't really going to care about it. those types of teams. But younger teams that are like in the playing range, like maybe the Mavs or the or not the Mavs, the Magic, the uh, like the Jazz. OKC teams like that, like I think it, it'd be cool for them, um, yeah, like their fan to just see like something to play for. Almost one thing I didn't mention: the the championship game is not counted uh, towards the regular season record, All right? The season record. And then you get like a there's like a trophy they unveiled. You get a trophy for winning, and then there's like a prize pot where like the winning team, the players get X amount X amount of dollars.
1: Oh is it is it a monetary prize?
0: Yeah, yeah. I I didn't see okay. exactly what it was, but yeah, at the winning I team heard, the like split. talks
1: about, you know, potentially like giving the winning team an additional first round pick or something like that. I mean, how much how much do how much I guess do players care about the um, the monetary incentive? How much do you think they do?
0: I mean, it, depend, it depends who it is, like, that that kind of, like, goes along with what I was saying, like, the top guys that are making the most money are probably on the best teams anyway, so they're probably not going to care about it that much, but, like, younger guys that are on, like, younger, scrappier teams, like, I'm sure they'll be fighting for it, you know what I mean, like, not everybody's making, you know, Dame Willard money, Fred Van Vliet money, yeah. like we were talking about last week, if you're, like, if you're a young team where guys, like, haven't really got paid yet, you're still on a rookie deal and you care about it more than the vets who have been around for a while, I'm sure it's worth them. I mean, I don't know how much exactly it is, but like you were saying, like getting the extra first-round pick, like, that's just – that's something that I didn't really like about it because, like, I didn't know, like, which direction it was going to be. So, like, hearing about it before I actually seeing the details, that was something I kind of pushed back against. I feel like that's just kind of, like, too high of stakes for something like this. I do kind of like the way they did. Like you get a trophy, whatever. And who knows? Maybe it'll be interesting to see how this ages. Like ten years from now, is it going to be taken more serious? Like when we're talk, when we're comparing players historically, is it going to be like, oh, like so and so has an in-season tournament championship, that other guy never got one. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, <laughs> is it going to? Have I, I, would, to I would, I would,
1: I would hate, I would hate if that becomes a, uh, an argument point. Uh, I guess when you're trying to compare some players or talking about their legacy down the line, an end season championship, that it seems like the most ridiculous thing. But to again, to your point, it is this is how we're viewing it now. Who knows how it's going to be viewed in in ten later and or ten years from now? Um, but I'm I think that kind of the success of it, or you know how well it fits, really just be determined upon how the stars feel about it. Cause I think that if it's something that the stars don't care about, don't take seriously, or like outwardly voice their like displeasure for, then it's definitely not going to be something that's going to, that's not, that's going to stay. It's not going to stay at all because I mean, this is like a star driven league and they have the the biggest influence. um, I think, Uh, but whether or not they really will care and you know, this is enough of an incentive for them to want to try I don't know. I would hope so. Just because I guess the biggest thing that one, the a big thing that people have like argued against at the regular season already is too long and it doesn't seem like teams care about the regular season in the first place. So again, if this can be something they do care about that does attract more interest from fan bases and just fans in general uh, of this. Um, but I think the fans interest is going to be indicative upon how much the players actually do care. Um, and and one thing I wasn't too clear about, and I don't know if you have the answer to this. Like, I know that I, I know this isn't a regular like, tournament style um, games, as far as you're only playing, you're only playing these four teams that count towards the tournament, but are you still playing other games in between?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it's just like, whenever these teams would regularly be on your schedule, those are counted as like those tournament games so once you get to the once you get to the knockout round i think that's all i'm pretty sure if you're in the knockout round so if you're one of the top eight teams those are your only games the rest of the league is going to continue to play their games got you but like when you're in the group stage because it's going on for like over a month you know what i mean right so yeah there's still gonna be other games played um it's going off what you said. Like there's gonna there's definitely gonna be guys that care about it, that don't care about it, but there's gonna be guys that care about it way too much. Like I already know it's coming. Like if you saw on the Pat Ben pod when he had Carl Anthony Towns on, and Carl Anthony Towns was saying how the uh the Timberwolves run this year was more impressive than the Nuggets run, didn't you? Oh think? my
1: goodness, yeah, yeah. And yeah. like
0: and like when they won the play this guy just two chats. years ago. But yeah, when they want the play two years chance. ago, and Pat Ben's <laughs> crying and like throws his jersey into the crowd and everything, like
1: there's gonna be an iconic moment by that. the way. Like there's gonna be
0: a guy that hasn't won anything <laughs> in this league, and he's gonna win an in-season tournament, and he's gonna he's gonna like it's gonna be the greatest thing ever. He's gonna be acting like he just won an NBA uh, NBA championship. Like imagine that. Yeah, Timberwolves team won the in-season tournament. Pat Ben would be like. It'd be like Michael Jordan holding the trophy and crying on the ground after his dad died. Like, it's going to be that level. Like, Kobe sitting in the locker room holding the holding the, uh, the Larry O'Brien trophy. They're going to be guys to care about it way too much. Like, I already see that coming. And No,
1: nah, it's funny because... Uh, go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> I'm just going to say,
0: the uh, like you were saying, like it's a star-driven league for sure, but kind of like what we were saying about just, like, real changes in general. Like, I feel like... Older people that have been around and, like, are already used to stuff, like, they're they're reluctant to change. So, like, I'm sure, like, LeBron, James Harden, Chris Pauls of the world, like, they're not going to like this, I'm sure. Um, And, like, the older coaches, like, Pop, like, Doc Rivers isn't coach anymore, but he gets back in the league. Like, I'm sure, like, yeah, and Smolstra, guys like that, guys that have been around for a while, like, they're not going to give the flying fuck about this. But younger guys that are just coming into the league now, but this is all you know, I'm sure it's going to mean something to them. And, like, younger coaches that, like, Mm-hmm. You can't just like, you can't afford, like, if you're a younger coach that hasn't proven anything, like, you could literally get fired. Any day, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. these guys Like, if you look at Vogel and Coach uh, Bud and Nurse uh, and these guys, like, they're getting fired two, three years after they win a championship. So, if you're a guy that hasn't proven anything yet, like, you can't really afford to just be like, not taking games serious. You know what I mean? Like, you're going to take it serious. Yeah. If you're a young guy that's fighting for a contract, then you're going to take it serious. So, I think, I mean, who's to say, but I think 10 years from now, I think it's going to stick just because, like, the with a new generation coming in, they're like, This is all they know. I feel like it'll, but I mean, who's to know for sure? But that's just what my initial thoughts are. What were you going to say,
1: Yeah, only Tom will tell. Um, when you were just making the jokes about Timberwolves and, and whatnot, um, I saw something a couple of days ago and it was like, or I guess after they announced the end tournament, and it was, like, I can't wait for the memes three years from now when. We're talking about again players that either haven't won like an actual postseason championship who are now winning these in season championships. Um, or just like the reactions of, of players in general um when they do so. And I'm, that's completely true because 'cause I'm sure there's gonna okay. be a bunch of a whole a whole bunch of like clowning going on for for these. Not that not that they should be clowned for it, because I mean it, you've earned it. I mean you're winning you're winning regular season games and I, I assume if you're gonna be until the knockout round Although you may think otherwise, because I know you said that the younger, I guess, more inexperienced teams have bigger things to prove, but I would, I would imagine that at the end of the day, even if you are a good team who doesn't care about this and going up against a, what to say, a young and hungry team, at the end of the day, it is still a regular season game, and the better team is probably gonna win and have yeah. a better record over the course of these four games. So I think even when you still get to the knockout stages, you're gonna be, you're gonna be against the going up against the top teams whether they care about it or not um so with that being said if you were to win it 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 is still a although minor it still is a pretty impressive um feat at the end of the day
0: it will be interesting to see teams and coaches and just like coaches players front offices like how they just see how they actually like it um because you know like load management and stuff like I wonder if they're going to go out of their way if they don't like it to like make it a point to him. show that they don't like it. Like if the like like look at the Clippers for example. Like if Kawhi is low managing a lot this season, which you know low management is what it is. Like it's a long season. If you if that's what you have to do for the long haul, that's what you have to do. But if it's like a tournament game and the group play and like Kawhi is not playing, like that would be interesting to see. To like if the Clippers are like the game low advantage. Or is the NBA going to, you know, put in certain rules like fines for load management? I know they talk about stuff like that, trying to do away, not do away, but kind of police load management. Because, you know, it does kind of suck. For, people say it all the time, but it kind of sucks for, like, people if you don't, say you don't have a lot of money, and, like, you're a big basketball fan, yeah. and, and, like, your favorite player's coming into town to play your team, and that's the one chance you get to see them, and they're not playing just to rest. And it just kind of sucks for those people. Um you know, it is a business. The NBA doesn't want to put a bad product out and, like, lose fans like that. But it would be interesting to see if that, if load management affects this in-season tournament at all. How many teams have really won championships they really load manage a lot? Like, what's the track record? Like? I guess I'd have to look into it more. Like, I know, I know the Raptors definitely yeah. load managed Kawhi the year they won the championship. And, and, and... Pop's I wouldn't say those, those Spurs teams. Guys, yeah, yeah, for sure. But, like, I feel like guys like like Jokic played pretty much every game this year, right? I'd have to look up exactly how many games he played, but you know Murray was obviously hurt and Porter were hurt, but like when the Bucks won, Giannis is a guy that he wants to play every single game if he can, you know? I mean, I I know that most NBA MVP. I was telling something the other day like this year Embiid played in like. I want to say 80% of the Sixers games. And that was like the second fewest games any MVP had ever played in. Like 80% of your games. still a lot of games. Yeah. I think Bill Walton, when he won MVP, had played in the fewest. He played in like 70% of the Blazers games. And Embiid played in 80% this year. And that was like the second fewest games an MVP had played in. So like, no, no. Now we're talking about move management, which is a totally different topic. But like I said, I think all in all the NBA in-season tournament will be good. It, It will just be funny, kind of like what I mentioned at the start if we're like comparing players someday, deck you know, like, Oh but like say say hypothetically twenty five years from now we're talking about who the greatest player ever is and when to had this crazy career and be like, Yeah, well I know Jordan won six titles and Kareem has six, LeBron has four, or whatever, but Mikeyana's got four titles. He has three MVPs, two in-season tournament MVPs, and in-season tournament championship. You know what I mean? Like, I wonder if that's going to come into effect at all. It'd just be kind of funny. It's going to be a
1: brutal discussion if so. For sure,
0: there's not really any. I mean, I guess you could say like, oh, like they didn't always have the three-point line. So, but I mean, even that, like, there's really no precedent for something like this drastic like coming in. Um. Yeah, conversation, but all in all, I think that it'll to, it'll be good in the long run.
1: To be quite honest, I I know there was always a discussion. I didn't know how serious it was, so when I heard about it, it just like kind of caught me by surprise that they had officially announced this. Um, because so I didn't think that it was something they were actually considering.
0: Yeah. Last thought I have, then we can move what? on. Um, would be just that I don't think we mentioned that the final four for this thing is going to be in Vegas, and it's just. It just shows that we're getting – the league is getting closer and closer to, go, to going to Vegas. I don't know if it's going to be expansion, which it probably will be, or a team moving to Vegas, but the NBA is going to Vegas in the next five to ten years without a doubt.
1: Yeah, I know the idea was always Sacramento was going to be moving. I think with their success now, they're, they're there to stay.
0: Yeah. yeah For I the time Sacramento, being. I, know, I remember Sacramento a few few years back, they rumored them going to Seattle. I think, like. I, Vegas and Seattle, teams are going there eventually. I don't know. I think within the yeah. next five to ten years, I would say they go to Vegas first. Like I said, I don't know if it's going to be expansion or if it's going to be a team moving there. But you've already seen it in the NFL. The, the Raiders are already there. The A's are moving to Vegas in, uh, in the MLB. So, being said, we'll take a quick break here. Um, and then when we come back, we'll talk about some NBA Summer League. So, NBA yeah, Summer League started. Um, and obviously all the hype and all the watch and stuff is around. It's like, you know, it's the most highly touted prospect ever. So I don't want to overreact either way. Like when he looks awesome or he doesn't look bad, I think it's safe to say that he's going to be good. Uh, I want to say he's not going to live up to the hype just based on this, but I do think at the very least it's going to take a little bit of time from what I've seen didn't Watch every every summer league like game. I got, you know, sat down and dug too deep into all of it quite yet. Um, but just from what I've seen from Wembenyama and his two games, I think that right away defensively is going to be his biggest impact and what's going to stand out oh, the most. Yes, like yeah. he's gonna he is gonna be like at the very least he's gonna be like probably like Kevin Garnett level defender. Like he's gonna be awesome defensively, and he'll be good offensively too. I just think that, especially offensively, it's going to take some more time. Um, did anything stick out to you from Williams' yeah, first two summer league games? He was also done; they shut him down. You saw that.
1: Yeah, I did see that. Um, now, to your point, like defensively, he's going to be a nightmare. Um, you know, even if he may not be the quickest as far as being a perimeter defender, just his length alone is going to do so much to disrupt even like elite level guards. Um, you think you got him beat, and he has a freaking God knows how long his wingspan is. Um so yeah, so that'll that'll be his biggest again, his biggest strength or his biggest impact, I think, defensively. Um and then going up against the the, the NBA bigs, I mean, obviously he's gonna need to get stronger. Um, but that's to be expected. Yeah. I mean, every every rookie that comes in, you're when you want to add some weight on them, but especially somebody his size who's gonna be banging up against the Bigs um all game long. He's gonna he's definitely gonna need to uh get stronger, but uh, I think it was just like, I don't think anybody seriously, um, or any I guess serious fan or just any reasonable person in general will look at that first game and say like he's going to be a bust. Like that's just stupid to think that or say that. Um, yeah, it's literally game. one one summer one summer league game. Uh, I mean, he said himself that he kind of, I don't, don't want to misquote, but like felt lost out there, didn't necessarily know what he was doing at all times. Um, but I mean, yeah, he's 19 years old. He's a rookie. He's League really just played his first game. Um, yeah, you got to take him. He's going to be good. He's, 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 th- he's. Sorry. No, I was going to say, he's going to be under the, the top five coach of all time and he'll he'll be fine.
0: He's literally, you got to think of it. He's literally a teenager and he's also from a different country coming to America now. He didn't play college, he didn't play in the G League. Um, so, I mean, I'm sure, you know, he's seven football. I'm sure he's been like catered and groomed his whole life to become an NBA player. So like he kind of knew what was coming. I'm sure he left home at a young age. He's in a new country now. I'm sure it is there is a big adjustment, and I think he's gonna be fine. I not, I don't want to say I feel bad for the kid, but like I feel like all the hype around him, it's gonna be tough to live up to either way. I still think Sorry. he's gonna be fucking oh, yeah. awesome, but it's gonna be really hard to live up to the hype. Even if he, I think that there's if he stays healthy, like I don't see a world where he's not like a transcendent defensive player. As I said, like he's gonna be one of the probably the best defensive centers we've ever seen even if he is that like it's still I still feel like he still might be a bit of a disappointment to people you know what I mean like I kind of feel bad that he has to live up to the hype like say he's uh a Say fifteen years from now, we're looking back and he averaged nineteen and eleven for his career, but goes down as a top three defender of all time and won four defensive players of the year. Like I feel like even if he did that, he would still be looked at as not living up not at plus, but I still feel like he will be like, hey, he level to the expectations, getting a little up to the height.
1: Well, yeah, well defense is never never is and never will be as valued as offense is. So if he ends his yeah. career just being known as a great defensive player, yeah, that's definitely gonna be a disappointment in some people's eyes. But Again, that just goes, again, to your point, once again, that goes to just what the expectations were of him to begin with, which I didn't say directly last week, but I think when we did our little segment as far as who would you trade for him, and I spoke with a number of guys who I wouldn't give up for him just because, again, you don't know what his potential may truly be, and teams that are in win-now mood might as well stick with what they have. Um, now, I wasn't saying any of that to like discredit what his skill level is and like what he may be, um. But again, I don't think that the, um, those that have been watching and are quick to make, make a, a quick judgment or an assessment based off of a game or two, because even the second game he did play well, um. But yeah, I, I don't think that we can make a true just assessment off of him based off those two games. But everything, every his skill set and his um body and everything that he does provide it looks promising um for the Spurs this season and we'll 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 see what goes on with him. But he's definitely a standout obviously the big talk of summer league. So we don't get much more we don't get any more of him until preseason.
0: You even said last week that it's probably gonna take two or three years, which I agree with. Like he's gonna I mean look at a guy like Giannis. Like he came into the league. He was so raw. Like Wemin was way further along than Giannis and honestly, I mean obviously Giannis is you know, a a one-in-a-billion-type guy. You're not going to find many guys. They're going to develop a guy like that. Um, He came in super raw, skinny, you know what I mean? Like, Wambanyama, I think once he gets a few years under his belt, puts on some muscle and, like, kind of adapts to the NBA game and how he's going to have to play a little differently, like, it's not going to be – he can't just mess around with the ball. You know what I mean? It's not going to be as easy as it was his entire life. Like, he'd probably
1: benefit
0: from playing inside the three-point line now. I mean, he can still knock down shots, but I feel like when you're that big, it's probably best for him to play, you know, 15 feet and in, or he could shoot it and can extend it out depending on what his matchup is. But it's not going to be as easy for him to handle the ball and, like, go into people. You know what I mean? Like, he can still shoot over people, but he's not going to be moving NBA players going into them. Um, not at all. He's, gonna, he's coming in kind of not raw, like he is polished, but with some work to do offensively. Um and once his offense catches up to his defense at the NBA level, I still think the kid's going to be a fucking stud. Um, so he, he struggled a little bit in that first game. Not a little bit. He struggled a lot in that first game. But the second game, he was awesome. I think he had 27 and 12, I think it was. Yeah. Um, and I guess that's kind of all the Spurs. I, love, I feel like the Spurs are trying to protect him here a little bit, seeing, like, all the buzz after yeah, those too. first two games. Like, they, it's a smart thing to do to shut him down. Um, you don't want you know, stuff getting to the kid's head like that. But a guy that's kind of similar to Giannis, I want to talk about, that only played one game so far, was Chet uh, Holmgren. He comes back. He comes back after the foot injury last year. He'll be technically a rookie this year, the second pick in last year's draft. Yeah, one summer league the game they played in, or he played in, I should say. He had 16 points, 10 boards on a young OKC team that's in a better position now. Than probably the Spurs are to win, considering they have SGA, um, or yeah, getting some Jalen Williams. They have some other pieces that are kind of more. I don't want to say win now, because they're not a contender by any means. But they're we're a playing team last year. I think they're a little bit ahead of schedule and they're kind of like, boy, I could I can see them being kind of like this last year's Kings team, like maybe a team that's a little surprising, like maybe they're the sixth seed or something like that this year. Um, so I think that's a good environment for Chet to be in, where he's not coming in and knowing he's just going to be on city team. But that would be, I was kind of thinking that would be kind of sick if there was like a Chet Wemby rivalry in the West for years to come. Like, that would be kind weird. of yeah. interesting, so, considering the fact that they're both like freakishly big and freakishly skilled for their size. I do think Wemby's a little. It's kind of weird. Like I feel like Chet has kind of got pushed under the rug because we didn't see him at all last year, and now we have a guy that's like the cracked-out version of him. Um, <laughs> but And, you know, Wemby's a little more naturally fluid where Chet's kind of, you know, he's kind of got the weird, a little bit of a weird build. Like, he's kind of got like a little hunch going on, but looks like he put some muscle on. It looks good, and it'd be cool to see if they have some type of like you know, rivalry—that'd be—that'd be something we've never really seen before.
1: Yeah, now that'd be good, especially because I mean, the league used to be dominated by big men, and now obviously it's turned into a guard league.
0: But yeah, now you have yeah. a big man, and now, and now yeah, you have yeah, two yeah. big
1: men with guard skills. Yeah, that's yeah. That's, that's just a new level of rivalry that yeah we haven't seen. Um, which also was the direction. I'm, there's going to be a, a whole bunch. That's that's like the new wave of the league now, having those yeah. big those big bigs, but. They have the guard skills and move like guards, um, but are like size of K D, size of Wemby, um, Chen and whatnot, or um Chet. I said Chen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um <laughs> shout out to Jen. Uh yeah, but that's that's definitely the the new wave and if they can ever rivalry that bruise um and last, you know, with Conference championship battles, or if one doesn't end up in the East, championship battles that'd be dope and huge for the league. I'm sure the league—that's what the league will want.
0: Well, b will probably be a Nick at some point, so he'll probably no, go yeah. to the
1: East. Yeah, and
0: it, it'll be another Luka delusional Nick hopeful. Luca and be in New York in like 2030—that'd be sick. But uh, it's almost disrespectful how
1: Knicks fans. Uh, hold on. I think it's almost disrespectful how Knicks fans just assume they'll get every single superstar. What
0: else has stuck out to you so far you want to mention?
1: Um, I would say Jabari Smith. Uh, not a rookie. did play last year, but, you know, wasn't completely consistent and uh, still had a little bit of something to prove um, and to show the improvements for this upcoming season. Um, but he's pretty much dominated the summer league uh, in his two games that he played. um what were his averages? The average. Experience. Average, really average in the, most, yeah, average in the most points, the most points of every summer league player. Granted, only two games, um, but 30, 35 and a half with good shooting splits. Um, but yeah, no, I think, I think being able to dominate in the summer league, um, albeit not against, against obviously the superstars will be playing day in and day out. Um, but that alone, I think, exuberates confidence like within him and uh you know, makes the team feel comfortable enough that he's improved this off season. Um it's like ready to make a bigger leap um in year two. So yeah but you mean you're not you're not expecting your you would you would hope at least I maybe I'll say this, you would hope that, you know, a guy that um had the experience year one, um, that you wanna have that you want to have a pivotal role the next season um, would show out and stand out in the summer league, and like that's definitely what he's did, so uh, I think he's checked off. If there were any boxes that need to be checked off um, for him in the summer league, he's definitely done, so.
0: You gotta remember, this is a guy that was, like, forever, he was pretty much the consensus number one pick, like, through his whole college season going into the draw, at least from the outside, it was gonna be Jabari Smith number one, uh, and then when he drops at three, it's a little bit of a shock. I mean, I don't know how big of a confidence hit that is, but I think he was just kind of in a tough position last year. Like I still hold that hope for him because I thought he was awesome coming into the league. I think it hurt him that like Chet was like I said before, like he's kinda of pushed under the rug because he didn't play at all last year and he was a second pick. And it was awesome last year, one rookie of the year. And then Jabari not in 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 this not as in as good of a situation. Um and not playing great. So it kind of made him look worse. You know, last year, pulling up his stats here, he averaged about 13-7. and seven. Uh, Shooting splits weren't great. Only shot 40% from the field and 30% from three. So, definitely struggled last year. But I think it was a tough situation. You know, play, kind of what we mentioned with the Rockets last week. You're we playing with Jalen Green and Kevin Porter and these guys. You know, a lot of guys that are it, – it's tough to have a, a team of all young guys that are all trying to prove themselves in the league. You know what I mean? Like, everybody's trying to get paid everybody's trying to stick and have a long career. So when you're kind of thrown into there and, you know, the coaching situation isn't great and there's not a great infrastructure, it's tough for every guy. You know what I mean? Where maybe if the Magic did take him, not to say the Magic is the best infrastructure in the league or anything by any means, but maybe if he gets drafted to a place with a little more stability, he's in a better spot, but I think yeah. it's definitely you know, promising to see how well he's playing. I think that he'll definitely have improvement in year two, and I still think that you know, just just the way the news cycle works and everything, like everything, so gets old so quickly, and you forget about things. Where, you know, he kind of got pushed away, where nobody's even really thinking about him. But I still think the guy can have an awesome career for sure. You know, everybody's moved on to Wendy and Scoot and all these other guys, and completely forgot about Jermyn Smith. But he can still definitely have an awesome career, from what we've seen. And
1: yeah, going it's going into year two. it's way too early to tell. But
0: yeah, definitely. Um, did you see Scoot at all?
1: I didn't catch. I didn't catch enough scoop. No, aside from he got,
0: he got hurt. He hurt his shoulder, but he's gonna be fucking awesome. I was, I was kind of already saying that last week, but he's fucking, he's all like he goes by people so easily. His jumper looks pretty good, and I think that, I think i had mentioned last week. Like I like Simons, but I think they should move on from Simons, and I think that. A shade and sharp and scoop backcourt would just be fucking sick. Mm-hmm. Like, they're ridiculously athletic. <laughs> and that could be super. Obviously, they're going to move on from game. Who knows when that'll be. Like, he might stick around for a while, which may not even be the worst thing. Like, yeah, he might get in the way a little bit. And, like, just the drama of having that around might not be great for scoop. But to learn from a guy who's a top 75 guy all the whole time, like, that's not necessarily the worst thing. Yeah. But I think in the long run, Having Scoot and having uh, Sharp together, like that, could be a fucking electrifying backcourt for Portland. I that would be sick. Um, but just from what we saw, glimpses of, and again, I don't want to. I'm not going to overreact to Wemby not playing great. I'm not going to overreact to Scoot looking good. But Scoot's going to be awesome. Man, he's he's going to be fucking awesome.
1: Yeah, and I mean, at this point, it seems like they're going to need kind of that homegrown talent. You're um, in Portland; it's going to be hard to get a superstar. So if those guys, those two guys can be your future, I guess in combination yeah, you're you be get back up from... for a
0: couple of years. Yeah, for sure.
1: Yep. In combination with whatever you get in return for Dame. Um, I mean, the future will be promising for, for them for the, in the coming years.
0: Um, did you have anybody else you want to mention? I had a couple more here. Uh,
1: not so much a standout, but more so somebody who I just hope, um, who has played well, granted it was only one game. Um, but the Sixers and, uh, this is now a third year player, Jay Springer, with them. Um, he's played well. He's, uh, been able to have, uh, more of a facilitating role. I mean, he's kind of the guy on the summer league team as a third year guy. Um, he was on their Sixers G League team mostly for his, his first two seasons. Um, but in the little glimpses that he did get with the Sixers during the regular season, uh, he's a pretty like, tenacious defender and uh, shows some problems as far as handling the ball um, and being able to get like, the other guys involved because I'm sure he's not going to have much of a scoring role if he does and we're getting a significant time with them. But in the summer league, he definitely did show that he is able to score, um, you know, kind of get his own buckets and, and get his teammates involved. So uh, I'm excited to, to see what he does for us this season. Um Especially considering the Sixers don't have too much young talent outside of of Maxi, so if he can play a, a pretty critical role um, or an important role for them this season, that alone is an, is enough development, you know, and satisfactory enough for me. Uh, considering how much the Sixers have struggled kind of getting young guys to develop and, and stick with them, so he should he 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 did show out pretty well in his one game that he did play. So I'm just hoping that he can make a a big impact. So fingers crossed on that. You can never be too optimistic with it with this team. <laughs> it's back on now. It's back on.
0: Um, <laughs> last guy I wanted to mention here before we kind of wrap up: um, St. John's own Julian Champeny. I don't know if you've seen anything from him. Um, he was on a season last year. Yeah, yeah, he was an awesome. And St. now St. he's John's He's with the Spurs, right? Yeah, he's with the Spurs. He actually just got he got a four year deal with them. Uh, excuse the sirens driving by. Um but he got a four year deal with them, so he's kinda of locked in for a few years, so that's good. Um and through through two games in summer league, um he was averaging twenty nine and six and a half a game. Part one of the games, like he looks awesome. So it would be cool to see with a young team here where they may not you know, who knows what he's gonna do right away. They kinda of being a dead horse at that point, but with a younger team where the pressure might not be super high right away, like it would be cool to see what he can do. Um you know St. John's guys like like us so maybe God, we can get on the pod one day, we'll see but it, it, yeah. it'd just be cool to see Me him stick cause. in the league yeah, it'd just be cool to see him stick in the league a little bit and he's looked good so shout out to Julian Chimpenny and shout out St. John's definitely um, yeah. let's take one more quick break here and then wrap up so to wrap up here, we're going to introduce a segment that we're going to call Guest of the Year uh, this was a, I saw something similar to this on TikTok that I thought would be fun uh, for us to play and anyone listening can play along with at home as well. Um, so the way it's going to work, we're going to give each other three hints, one from the NBA, one from the MLB and one from the NFL. So that could be who won the championship that year, who won the MVP, who won the defensive player of the year, coach of the year that year, whatever it is. Um, so using those three hints, you're going to get three guesses. So if you know it after the first, you think you know it after the first hint, you can guess it. And if it takes two or it takes three, so be it. But you're gonna get three guesses total to guess the year. Got it? So if you're listening in, you can play along at home. Um did you wanna guess first or give the hints first?
1: Let me uh I'm gonna let you guess first so I know so I know what I gotta beat. If you do get it, how many guesses I have to beat you by?
0: All right, we'll keep we'll keep us we'll keep a leaderboard going too. So inaugural guess of the year, what, what, whether going. it
1: be this game or a different game, we definitely got to keep a uh, tracker of our of our wins. All right, so first we're gonna start off with start off with the NBA, and I'm going to the most improved player, who this season was Ryan Anderson. Ryan Anderson. Okay.
0: I'll take another hint
1: then we'll go over to MLB who's this year's young winner was R.A. Dickey okay and for the NFL this is a bit of a curveball for you or I will say a Hail Mary no pun intended (laughs) (laughs) the Super Bowl National Anthem singer was Kelly Clarkson
0: <laughs> wow that might have gave it away <laughs> alright so I got three guesses here and what I'm thinking is 2012
1: Jesus fucking Christ no way You yes. that it
0: let's fucking go. Right. Yes. I had three, I had three. I had 2011, 2012, 2013 written down because I thought I remembered Anderson being in that 2012 range. That was my first thought. Then R.A. Dickey, I remember he was 2011, 2012 range. Like the Kelly thought I could never guess that, but all right, there we go. Good guess. I <laughs> didn't think. I
1: didn't think that you actually had an idea of when Ryan Anderson may have won Most Improved yeah. Player, just because I didn't even know that he won. I didn't or know if I did. I definitely forgot mean, about it until I just read that. I didn't know he won, but I would
0: if I. I that's what I was thinking towards what was what his best years were. But all right, there yeah. we go. Yeah. So I got it on my first guess. So it's gonna be tough to beat, but we'll see. All right. Do you want your MLB, your NBA, or your NFL hit first?
1: Give me, um, give me the MLB. All
0: right. In this year, the American League MVP. It was Justin Morneau.
1: Okay. Wait, so pause for a second. If I were to get the guess correct on my first guess before you give me all three hints, that warrants more points than you getting all three hints and still getting on your first guess.
0: That's true. Well, I have to go over the points agree? for this. Yeah, that, I, yeah, I agree. Okay.
1: But I I still am penalized if I guess incorrectly. Yeah, I still need another hit. But I am penalized if I guess incorrectly before all three guesses, though, still.
0: That's true. I'm ready for hit number
1: two. All right, bet, bet, bet.
0: Do you want the NBA or the NFL?
1: (sighs) I'm trying to get it right here, NBA.
0: In this year, the NBA Western Conference runner-up was the Phoenix Suns.
1: You wanna hit number three? <sighs> nah, I'm gonna go for it. <laughs> Alright, good. Yeah. Two thousand six. Wow. Yeah, you got it. Dead ass, let's <laughs> get it. Yeah, you
0: got it. <laughs> My NFL oh, wasn't gonna
1: be too
0: crazy. I was just gonna get the Super Bowl champion. The Steelers beat the Seahawks that year. I remember that one. I think we, I think we were in second grade that year. Um, but all right, I don't, I don't Consider know if that would have influenced my out, guess or not. Considering we huh? didn't hash out the uh, point system.
1: Uh here we go. Here we go.
0: We'll just give you. We'll say you're. We'll we we'll, we'll revisit what what we get what we get for points because you clearly have to get more points for today. So we'll we'll revisit this um, when we figure out the point system next week. But just to wrap up here, thanks for tuning in, guys. I hope you had fun today. Last couple of things I wanted to say, as I mentioned at the beginning, please, if you can, give us a follow on Instagram. The handle is the Catch Podcast One. Uh, we're at about 59 followers now, we're trying to get to 100 and continue to grow it, um, build a little community here. Mailbag bag that I mentioned at the beginning, no matter what it is, if you have suggestions, like Miles had mentioned before, that was a good point he made at the beginning. If you want, there's anything you want us to watch or listen to or keep an eye out for, or if you have questions about anything you want us to read on the pod, um, shout out, send that to the email address, which is the catch show one at gmail.com. And then, however, you consume us, um, consume our content, if you could. (laughs) Rate and follow us on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. That'd be greatly appreciated. Um, any part of your my friend.
1: Definitely. Uh, ditto to you. And uh, that's what you just said. And appreciate y'all joining us. All
0: right. I'll see you guys next week.
1: Peace.